Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, Lex Anderson, a.k.a. The Prophet, because I'm going to make my decrees NFL Week 1. So this will be a nice, short podcast listening episode as kickoff will be starting at 1 o'clock starting with the San Francisco 49ers coming into Pittsburgh, taking on the Steelers. And if you are or are not familiar, here the Sports Opinion Log live and direct from New York City, representing the Steel City, hashtag here we go. This will be my first prediction. I look for the Steelers to upset the Niners. Now, before I get into the other games, I do have to make mention that I did not get a pick in time for the Thursday night football game in which the Detroit Lions upset the Kansas City Chiefs 21-20 final score but I will save that game for last as I'm happy it was the Lions but I do recall on social media that with Travis Kelsey being out with a hyperextended knee that I had concerns about the Chiefs winning that game so back to the rest of the games for this NFL Sunday, which by the way, being a sports historian, I have to note it in the annals of sports history that on this Sunday, September 10th, 2023, there will be 14 black quarterbacks starting this NFL week one in NFL record. So the game has come a long way in terms of the African-American athlete. However, the NFL still has ways to go in terms of head coaching jobs being given to the African-American man and various front office positions. Let it be known, strides have been made, but sadly, even in 2023, at least pertaining to America, we still have a long ways to go. Now, Houston Texans at Baltimore Ravens, give me the Ravens. Cincinnati Bengals at Cleveland Browns, I can't stand both teams. We know Joe Burrow got the big-time contract, which I will also talk about. On the tail end, give me the Bengals over the Cleveland Browns. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Minnesota Vikings. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Tennessee Titans at New Orleans Saints. We got Derek Carr, new home, new environment. Will there be new results? Give me the Saints because they're always a dangerous team at home. Carolina at Atlanta. Oh boy, so we're going to have Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter for the Falcons. Bryce Young, the face of the franchise. I'm going to sadly go with the Atlanta Falcons on this one because... There will be some growing pains, and I really don't see Bryce Young stepping up to uh, get a win in this game. Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. Give me the Jaguars because the Colts have not paid their running back, unfortunately. Anthony Richardson, I'm sure he's going to do the damn thing, but at the end of the day, you have to help your quarterback. And in order to help your quarterback, you need to have a running game. Are you really going to expect Anderson uh, Richardson to air it out in his first game? 
that makes no sense. And sadly, the Colts also have a nine-game winless streak on opening day. Wow, a nine-game winless streak on opening day. That's just terrible. And then, of course, there's Taylor, the guy who they're not paying the money that he's owed, which is really a damn shame. Because, again, you have to take care of your quarterback, and you have to have various components of the team available. Jonathan Taylor, pay this young man. Give him give him the money that he deserves so he could be a security blanket to help Anthony Richardson get through the NFL waters. So look for the Jacksonville to go into Indianapolis and get the win. Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Commanders. Give me the Washington Commanders. They look very electric and exciting. Now that uh, Snyder, Dan Snyder, is no longer an owner. So let's see if the team culture can change, if the perception of the team can change to something positive. And speaking of change, uh, my sister Harpy's Fury had shown me a video of the Cardinals head coach talking in a meeting, saying a whole bunch of nonsense that made no sense. And I just don't feel a winning vibe from the Cardinals and the fact that they gave Colin Murray all that money, which he didn't deserve because he simply removed the Cardinals from all his social media, mainly Instagram. Like, is that how we're operating? Where you give, you lavish, undeserving players with hundreds and millions of dollars because they removed the team from their social media account, from their header, from their bio. Give me a break. (laughs) It truly is a new day and age. Okay, we got the 425 games being the Las Vegas Raiders at Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders on this because I have heard nothing positive about the Denver Broncos. All I keep hearing is Sean Payton having to deal with Russell Wilson. That's not, that's, that's, excuse me, that's not a good, that's not a good thing. But, but again, the Denver Broncos should never have given Russell Wilson all that money before he really paid, played for them. Played, paid. They were fools. They were absolute fools. Why would you give someone all that money before they even play for you, even though you took them in a trade? And we all know Russell Wilson had one of the worst seasons ever. And people are thinking that the Seattle Seahawks did the right thing by moving on from him. So now we have Jimmy G, Garoppolo, will be the new starting quarterback for the Raiders. So let's see. It's been Derek Carr for a decade. Let's see what Garoppolo can do. Lord knows he tried with the... Well, when he was with the Patriots, you know, Brady didn't want him, so he went to the Niners. And he did help the Niners reach two NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl. But then he suffered a broken foot, various injuries. So I would hope that Jimmy G could do the right thing and beat the Denver Broncos, which I, unfortunately, 
don't have love for because of the, the hangups with Russell Wilson. I find it very annoying. It's very distracting. Uh, I recall seeing something on social media where they were saying Sean Payton needs Russell Wilson to be a team leader instead of focusing on being his own company, his own business, Russell Incorporated. Like, that's stupid. So it looks like the Denver Broncos might be stuck with a lemon. Uh, also on the 425, we have Miami at LA Chargers. And of course, I will admit, due to bias, that being an Oregon Ducks fan, I look for the Chargers to beat the Miami Dolphins. Also at 425, Philly at New England. Give me the Eagles. Also on the 425, we have Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Jordan Love will get the helm. Since 2019, the Packers are 8-0 against the Bears. I look for that streak to end. And the Green Bay Packer fans will be calling for the head of Jordan Love. And I expect Justin Fields to light it up and lead them to victory. Also, at four, wow, a lot of 425 games. We also have the Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks because... There's no Cooper Cup for the Rams. No Cooper Cup whatsoever at all. <clears throat> Sadly, Cooper Cup was given the big money and his body has fallen apart. He is on the IR. So we'll see what we could make of that. But yeah, Seattle, which is keeping Geno Smith, they gave him big money he got he got the bag he got a nice little contract i believe it's uh 90 million or so and yeah it's not looking good but let's be real the rams they went all in they won their super bowl and that's it last season five and twelve and due to all those big signings they've had to cut a lot of players they have matthew stafford but you know, again, they did it with a win-all mentality. So I don't think he's going to really have much to offer. I honestly would have preferred if Baker Mayfield had stuck around, but he felt that he could be a starter somewhere else. So he left. Okay. And it's crazy about Cooper Cup, though. It was just two seasons ago when he won the Triple Crown of Receiving and Super Bowl MVP. He missed the final eight games of last season with an ankle injury, injured his hamstring in training camp, aggravated it in late August, and is not ready to come back on the field. So Sunday Night Football, we do have the Dallas Cowboys here in New York taking on the Giants. Currently, it is a rain fest out here in New York City, so hopefully by the time the night game rolls around, Everything will be okay, but it has between yesterday afternoon and this morning into the afternoon, the rain has been hard and heavy, but it's football, right? They're used to playing in these conditions. And you know what? I am going to say I will go with the G-Men for my sister Harpy's Fury. So this is a biased pick, I will admit. I look for the Giants to be the upset game here. The Giants to upset the Dallas Cowboys in their house. 
and then we have Monday Night Football, which is interesting. Usually the first week, they give us a doubleheader on Monday night, but we're only getting one game. And that will be the Buffalo Bills at the New Jersey Jets. So this is very interesting. Very interesting. Hold on here. Yeah, Dallas will be here at New York. And, wow, so uh, MetLife Stadium will be very busy. And tomorrow will be Monday, September 11th. I guess that's why they probably have it here. So uh, I would like to give a shout-out to the people on staff at MetLife Stadium. Definitely doing double duty. You get the Sunday night game and you get the Monday night game. So uh, MetLife Stadium is going to be very busy. I will, however, go with the Buffalo Bills to beat the New Jersey Jets because I don't believe in the Jets. <laughs> They're getting an old, washed-up, past-his-prime Aaron Rodgers, and they think that that's going to turn into some form of Super Bowl magic. I'm here to tell you, like, L.A. Knight, eh-eh, not happening. It is not happening. So I guess that would be my only upset pick realistically based on everything that I called. Yeah, Giants over Dallas because everybody's, the, the odds are on Dallas to win. And even, let me see on the Monday night what the odds are looking like. Yeah, the odds are on the Bills. 57%. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. And I guess I could say to an extent, the Seattle Seahawks over the Rams would be kind of considered an upset too, but the Rams, again, there's no Super Bowl talk. There's no Cooper Cup. There's just Matthew Stafford, and that's it. I wonder if I could dare say the Dolphins at Chargers would be an upset. No, not really. Okay, so good. The Chargers, we know, I'm hoping that the offense puts up points, but I'm always concerned with the Chargers defense, which always ruins the good vibes of anything that the team hopes to accomplish. So there are my predictions as decreed by the prophet. However, I would like to talk about the Lions spoiling the Chiefs celebration of winning the Super Bowl in Arrowhead Stadium with that 21-20 victory. The first thing I would like to make mention is if people do or don't remember, the Lions became the only team in 2008 to not win a game under the NFL's 16-game format. So this is big for the Detroit Lions because let's be real, the Detroit Lions and their fan base, they only want one game, and that's the Thanksgiving Day game. And when the Lions in that horrific, that historically horrific, 2008 season going 0 and 16 you know I wanted them to win that Thanksgiving Day game so bad and when they lost that I was like to hell with the Lions may they go winless like Ida Prophet had decreed and they indeed did go winless so for them to go into enemy territory into Arrowhead Stadium in prime time on Thursday night football and snap Patrick Mahomes opening game win streak he was 5-0 that is big Jared Goff 253 yards and a touchdown running back David Montgomery 
ran for the go-ahead score. And then, of course, Amon Ross St. Brown, six catches for 71 yards and a score and a beautiful touchdown celebration, which for some reason, uh, even though the NFL says that they are allowing players to celebrate, it's funny how the cameras tend to cut the celebrations off. I'm not stupid. I majored in film and TV. So the NFL being hypocritical as usual, you'll allow the players to celebrate, but when it happens in real time, you tend to pan to the sideline or the stands to show the fans going crazy instead of showing the celebration in its entirety. You need to stop doing that. But the Lions, they did win. They did get eight wins over their final 10 games last season. They went nine and eight and just missed the playoffs. So they get to show that they're for real. And they snapped their own five-game losing streak in season openers. So that is big. You know, there was talk that there was a reason why the Lions were given this game. You know, they're calling them the new look Lions. Uh, also for the Chiefs, all pro Chris Jones, contract holdout, pay the man. You have the money. Pay the man. This makes no sense. So yeah, everybody's pretty devastated. And of course, there was horrible officiating where we got to see a lot of false starts being committed by the Chiefs that weren't called. Like, come on. What, like, what, what are we doing here? Really, like, what are we doing here? You know, these these companies, or I should say these sports organizations, you know, they want every dollar in their pocket. They want your gambling dollars. They want your betting dollars. They want your parking money. They want your ticket money. They want your concession money. But then you have these faulty-ass NFL refs clearly not calling multiple plays throughout the game. Like, stop ruining your product for the sake of a dollar. Now, being a sports historian, I also have to note that the Lions are 1-0 for the first time since 2017. And let's not forget everybody's social media favorite punching bag for the Chiefs, who was labeled the Detroit Lions week one player of the game, Kadarius Toney, who had four drops. I'll call him Butterfingers. <laughs> the Lions also got their first win against a defending Super Bowl champion since 1997. And they become only the fourth team to win at Arrowhead after trailing entering the fourth quarter against Patrick Mahomes, including the playoffs. Yeah, so Kadarius Tony, uh, he got it. He got it big time. But there's a lot of Giant fans like my sister Harpy's Fury who are happy that he failed because of his off-season trash talk on social media. And he actually deleted his Twitter account. And one of Tony's drops was turned into a pick six. <laughs> oh boy. Someone, you know, I tell you, social media, they work so fast. They actually had a highlight reel <laughs> of all his drops. So yeah, gotta love it. 
Those are the decrees as those are the predictions as decreed by Ida Prophet Lex Anderson. Thank you very much for tuning in. NFL Week One predictions 